Welcome to Musicians Versus the World. In our last interview, we spoke about collaborating with other musicians and how you can go about building successful working relationships with each other to create a musical experience. And so today, we're going to continue exploring collaboration, but this time we'll talk about collaborating with other artists that aren't necessarily musicians. Specifically, we'll be talking about filmmaking and how music is part of that collaborative process. So I'm very, very pleased to welcome my guests today, Chantelle Todd and Russ Wilkes. Chantelle is the creative director of RPR Studios and director of the award-winning short film Broken Lilies. And Russ is the founder and managing principal of Frosted Lens Entertainment and holds the same role at RPR Studios, which focuses more on producing videos for organizations like commercials and web-based information. So Russ and Chantelle, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, good. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so pleased to have you here. Yes. Um, So I mentioned Broken Lilies because I think that the best way for us to talk about collaboration is to chat about it in context of an actual project. Um, And Broken Lilies is available for streaming on discover.film. And it's a project that we all work together on with RPR Studios, Frost Lens Entertainment, and Productions. So to get started, let's first get a little background on what it is that each of you does in your company and in this project in particular. So Chantel, let's start with you. Yeah, so at RPR Studios, I'm the creative director, and I oversee all of our productions. We do a lot of things for companies, organizations local to the Capital Region, and sometimes beyond. And I usually help them kind of craft the idea for what they want to do. If it's just like an overview company video, or if they want to do something scripted with actors, like we go through all of that with them. I work with them on the shooting and the planning of all of that. And then the editing too. So it's like full production capabilities. And I work with all of our clients all the way through to the end, making sure that they're happy with the project. And that's a lot of corporate stuff. And then the Broken Lilies is the more creative sort of thing that we do, the short film aspect. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a second, but I'll let Russ talk about what he does. Chantal and I are actually a team at RPR. Um, I guess you could say more on the business side or in the film world, more of a producer role, whereas Chantal would be more the the director and the creative. It doesn't mean I work on creative too, but I tend to sign up the productions, work with them in the early stages, um, get the contracts in place, those kind of things, and then work on the shoot with her. But at the point where a client is signed up, then we turns over to Chantel and she works and actually puts the, uh, what we call the messaging creative element together of the actual shoots and the editing. And mm-hmm. she does all the hiring for that. I also run the business side of all the things that have to do on the financial side of running a company, the HR, all those those kind of things. But we're a very good team on putting the productions together. At Frosted Lens, that's more of the, an entertainment-based company because I felt it was very interesting when we started out. I started out with RPR Studios and we originally thought that that could be a creative, well, it is a creative company, but what I find is that they're very two separate markets, the entertainment market and the organizational video production market. So one deals more with the businesses and what they need. And then Frosted Lens deals with producing entertainment like mm-hmm. Broken Lilies. And so you really do have to separate them because you're serving two different different markets and it's really two different organizations. So I see myself as like a business person producer in both companies, just serving different markets. And so for Broken Lilies, the two companies worked together. Yeah. The, the main driving production company for Broken Lilies is Frosted Lens. Mm-hmm. RPR is involved, 
because uh, we kind of, <laughs> like an old-fashioned studio, We Chantel works for RPR, but she's the director of Broken Lilies. So RPR's role there was kind of a providing uh, Chantel's services and also some production uh, expertise. So uh, Frosted Lens is the majority partner there and RPR mm-hmm. is the minority on that production. Right, right. And then there was Productions. Do you want to talk really quickly about what their involvement with this was as well? Yeah, that can probably get to, you know, how we started this whole thing. And I'll let Chantel jump in here too. But Productions is run by Ben Categari and he has a number of partners that all worked. And uh, basically, Ben is the one that found the script Uh, He got it from Capital Rep, which is a theater company here, and was part of a partnership we wanted to put together with them to see if we could go take scripts that were produced for the theater originally and turn them into short films. And so Ben found that and worked a long time on the script, and then he brought it into Chantel. And Chantel lets you take it from there. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's how I got involved with Chantel. Yeah, because Russ and I, we work together all the time. So um, we had worked with Ben Kadagiri because he's an actor in the area and he's very involved with Cap Rep. And he approached me with the script. He was like, I'm interested in making this, but I really feel that it needs a female director because of the subject matter. And so um, because of that, he pulled me in and then I was like, "Hmm, maybe Russ would be interested in this. And then I brought Russ in, which brought in Frosted Lens and kind of the three companies together, Productions, RPR Studios and Frosted Lens. We all worked together to make this film. Yep. Ben also is one of the stars of it. So he's, he's a very talented uh, producer and actor and it all came together. And I don't think you should ignore your role because you're talking about our role, but the reason that this is a discussion and not just an interview, and I'm going to turn the tables on you, as you you produced all the music for this. I did. Which is how it ties into musicians versus the world, right? Right, which is why we're on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yes. So I did. I composed the music for this film, and I... I worked really closely with Chantel on the sound aspect of this because what I love about film is that it connects the visual with the auditory and puts them together to create something really, really special for the audience and something meaningful. So I truly enjoyed working with Chantel and with Russ um, on this project. It was really fun. Yeah. And we were just very lucky because we've worked with you for many years now. Um, so we knew going into Broken Lilies that we could trust you with the project. <laughs> we knew that the music would be great. I'm sure you've said that on your podcast before, but Christine is classically trained pianist. So she's very, very good at what she does. And um, it was exciting to have you do the custom music, especially for the piece. Um, I remember when we showed it at Cap Rep, like our premiere night. And at the end, when we were taking questions from the audience and people were actually stunned that the music was custom made. They were like, really? Like that wasn't stock? You're like, no, it was all originally composed and performed. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so nice. I very impressed. And that's really <laughs> yeah. critical. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that sets us off as a production company at RPR Studios is that we have the capability to do all aspects of a of a production, even though we talk about we're doing it for a commercial-based audience, but we approach it like it would be a theatrical film with all the elements. You know, we do pre-production, production, and post, and we do music, sound, editing, graphics, and shooting, all original. Right. So, I mean, you know, yeah, we'll use stock when it's appropriate, but we mm-hmm. we approach it from an original, you know, we're going to put all the components together, because and music and sound is a critical part of what we do. And I think, you know, it was a critical part of Broken Lilies. You watch, and Chantel can talk to this more than anyone, but you watch Broken Lilies without any of the sound elements and especially the music elements. And it looks one way. 
And then you can really use the music to direct the emotions of the audience in addition to the visual elements that direct it. Right. Yeah. So, so. maybe we should talk about, I, I don't know what to start with first, just kind of how we work together on the corporate stuff or just Broken Lily specifically, because I feel like the corporate stuff kind of led into how we work together on Broken Lilies. Like sure. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, sure. Let's talk about corporate stuff. Go ahead, Chantel. Okay. So when it comes to our, um, you know, our typical corporate clients that we have, you, we do a lot of stuff for banks, insurance companies, sometimes restaurants. We have a wide array of industries that we serve. And when it comes to working with music and sound in that aspect, typically what we'll do is we'll approach music you know, one of two ways usually. And that is either we'll go into the project with music in mind. So um, sometimes like Christine will source or create a song and then we'll edit to that. But usually what it is, mm-hmm. is we will like, craft the entire narrative in the story. And then I usually trust Christine to find or create the most appropriate pieces for what I've created. And she's done some beautiful stuff like for Visions of Strength, which is a video that we do almost every year for um, cancer patients. It's a very emotional event that they have to raise money to help cancer patients. And every year, Christine's able to, you know, either find or put together or even string across different songs in a very beautiful way. And we usually have teary eyes at the event. And so it's it's a very beautiful skill. I think music always always enhances a project and it's something I tell my clients all the time I'm like this is it with just talking heads this is it with just narrative yeah and it might feel awkward but once we put the music in I promise that's when everything's gonna come together and that's always when everything comes together is once we have the music piece in right and it's amazing that how few of the clients think about music I mean Mm -hmm. they they kind of in the, the back of their heads know that they wanted sometimes but they're always thinking of the visual and the message that they want to talk but they don't think about the sound aspect of it um and how important the music is so sometimes it becomes quite a sell for Chantel and I to tell the client how important it is that they have the right, right music mm-hmm. there and that it, it needs to be fit into their their budget so that it makes it a really effective uh, piece of messaging for them yeah and Christine don't you I know when you're finding or creating music you're looking at like beats per minute you're looking at the way mm-hmm. people speak and their intonation and stuff to make sure that the yep. music fits with it so there's a lot more going on in that decision making right exactly so when people talk they have kind of a rhythm that they speak to and they have a cadence as they speak and if the music is off kilter with that or off kilter with the editing then the video seems very very disjointed and it doesn't it just doesn't work and so when you know, when there's not a budget for original music and when we have to go and license some stock music, um, I always try to find the tempo that matches the editing and the vocal cadence of the people being interviewed for sure. And not only that, but a big thing that people often overlook when they're choosing music is the vocal range and the frequency and timbre of the speaker's voice. And they'll just find music and they'll say, oh, I like that. I like the way that sounds. But it ends up being on the same frequency as the person speaking. And so the way to make it so that you can actually hear the person talk is you have to turn the music way down or you have to super compress it. And then, you know, that takes away so much of its emotional impact. And so when we are looking for music, it's very, very important that not only is it the right speed, but it also has to have the instruments in the right frequency ranges so that it really doesn't clash with the with the speaker's voice. So yeah, so there is a lot that goes into it. And that's why I really appreciate that the two of you put so much emphasis onto sound and in music right from the very beginning when you're proposing a project to clients, because it really is very important. 
Yeah. It's something that we ask them too is just what type of music do you want to kind of uh, reflect or showcase your organization. Um, like over the summer, we had a law firm that were really into like indie indie rock music <laughs> from like the early 2000s or late 2000s. And they kept sending us samples of that. And I'm like, Christine, find what you can that's like similar to this. <laughs> so it's always good to get that and, you know, kind of um, balancing expectations because what they might want might not necessarily be what works really well or effectively for their project. So we have to take our creative expertise and kind of guide clients to what we think would be best for them. And I think that you do a great job with that. And I, it's definitely a collaboration between them, between Russ and myself and between you to kind of get the right fit. Yeah. So let me, I'm going to ask, I'm going to turn to the tables and ask you two a question. So when you're working on, on a, a particular video or uh, production purposes, how does it work in arriving at the music? Like Chantel, do you come up with an idea first and tell Christine or do you just send Christine uh, the clips and then she has to come up with give you some ideas or how does the, how does the creative process start between, between you? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the project. Um, sometimes I already have a clear idea of what I want. Um, and I'll send that to Christine and uh, I'll be like, just try and like make this fit. Um, like these are my ideas and she'll make it work. Or sometimes I won't have any ideas. I'll just have like, maybe it needs to sound like this. It needs to be corporate, but modern, um, just give her some like keywords <laughs> that she has to decipher. <laughs> Let her pick out um, how that's all going to flow. It works out all the time, though. It works out every yes. time. <laughs> yep. Oh, it always depends on the project, I was going to say. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. And while we don't always see eye to eye at the very beginning, mm -hmm. um, going back to the Broken Lilies project, yeah. I remember watching the film and um, reading the script, and I thought of the music in one way. And so I sent that over to Chantel and she said, mm, no, that's not what we're going for. But it was fine. It was fine. It was great because I trusted her. I trusted Chantel and her vision and um, her goal with the film. And she trusted me to try again and get the get the tone just right. And it really did change. It changed the way that the that the film played, yeah. but it ended up great and it was wonderful. That was I was looking through all of our emails back and forth because this was we produced Broken Lilies over two years now. So I'm like, how was the process working on music? I don't really remember. Um, and I was going through all of our emails back and forth. And if we're just talking about this project project and how it's different from our corporate projects is it was very different. Um I remember, I think the first email that I sent to you regarding music was we had a locked cut and I was like, all right, here are my beats. And these are, no, I think the first email actually was, I sent you examples. I sent you like three songs of kind of stringy, very ominous pieces that I had found. And I'm like, this is kind of what I think it would sound like. And then the next email was with the locked cut and it was a beat sheet of sorts where I was like at this timestamp here, um, we are going to have a beat, no music at this timestamp here, like the energy changes. And now we're going to like get more intense and we're going to slowly start to build. And it was very, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. surprised that you like can, I don't know. I feel like I'm insufferable sometimes or I'm like, this is really, shut down. <laughs> like, oh no, no, it's really good. I got to tell you, especially in creative things, the more detail that you can give is better because it really saves so much time because then yeah. I don't have to try to guess what's inside your head because you just say what's going on inside yeah. your head. And I think that's good too. Um, 
Um, and it's something I always try to be cognizant of whenever I'm working with you or other creatives is sometimes when I write emails out, especially I'm just like typing off how I see things and it's always open for interpretation or changes. So I know that you came back with like, well, I didn't do this here because I felt like it should do this. And if I listen to what you did, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see where she's coming from. I like what she did. Like, and then I have no changes, no um, other opinions and I'm very happy with it. So it's always listening to your expertise too and trusting you to do a great job. Mm -hmm. And I know we had a few back and forths. I think it was really when you got to, we have a pivotal scene in the movie where we're in a nursery and it's kind of like the last few minutes and such. And it's very emotional. And I remember very early on, you came to me with kind of how you would do the music for that. And then you'd use, you Mm -hmm. know, some of the tunes from that throughout the piece. And I remember, yes, yes, this is like totally right. And then from there, you were able to work certain elements throughout the rest of the short film. Right. And I thought that was so brilliant because especially since (laughs) I heard that, I was like, now I see how it's going to fit. And it just brought me so much peace as the creator to be like, yes, (laughs) good. now we just got to like finesse it a little bit in a few parts. And I think we had maybe five, you know, maybe five or seven locations. I can't remember exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe like about five locations. And I remember one in particular was like an outdoor rail trail location. Uh And that was like the toughest one for me to figure out. And I know like we went back and forth on that for a while until we got it right. But it's just polishing and it's being it's listening and being open and communicating. And we got there and I'm super proud with the music. So Christine, since we're talking about Broken Lilies as a composer and as you, you know, someone that scores films, is there a difference in the approach for something like a short film or a theatrical film? Because I should say you did the film Airtight, which is a full theatrical film too. So is there a difference in how you have to think about the music and themes and things versus a commercial or a short video? Or is it the same? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very good question. I would say... They are similar in some ways and then different in other ways. Um, They're similar in the fact that in both types of video and film, you're trying to get people to feel a certain way. So if, um, say, it's a fundraising video, you're trying to get people to feel hopeful, feel sentimental, um, feel excited to help other people and maybe open up their checkbooks and to donate something. And so you have to care about the people in the video. Um, In a short film, especially, you also have to get people to immediately feel connected to the characters. So it's not like, you know, the Marvel universe where there's like dozens of films and TV shows and, and books and everything to get you invested in the characters. In a short film, especially, you have minutes. You have these two characters that you have minutes to get yourself emotionally invested and to care about what's happening to them. So in that way, they are the same. You, you have to have some sort of emotional pull. Um, whereas in corporate videos, there's usually like one emotion that you're trying to convey. And so you may, you know, you may take what that one theme and vary it and then come back in the call to action part, but um, it's not quite as varied. I would say in film, there's a little bit more of a gradual 
build up. Like Chantel was saying in that final scene, I was just really, really happy that she didn't send back notes on that <laughs> last scene because I really loved that music. And as I sent it off to her, I was crossing my fingers. Please don't make me change it. Please don't make me change it. Because I just I just love that music so much. And, and luckily she liked it. And so we didn't have to change it. But there were there were different themes in that that I was able to take. And from the very, very first second of the film, there was a part of that theme. And so when so and they were interweaved throughout the whole thing so that when they all came together in that final culmination scene it felt like coming home and it felt like oh this is what we were building up to and in film you really have a lot of that you have you know you can have different themes for different characters and they weave in and out and you can you can change them to fit the mood that the character's feeling if they're angry you can you can change that theme in a certain way or if they're scared or if they're happy, but then it all comes together in the final mm -hmm. part, in the final, like the climax of the film and everything comes together and it feels like home and, and it really gives people a sense of whatever your point of your film is, if it's a happy ending or if it's a triumphant or if it's sad, they all come together at that point. So there's a real sense of completion there. And um, and Chantel does this beautifully with the visual too, even just with, with the coloring and the camera angles and the way she sets up the shots. Um, there is an absolute change in tone there that just fits the story perfectly. It's just beautiful. And it's really wonderful that the music can complement that so well. Yeah. I think so many people don't realize that it's such a process to put all of that together. Like even with our corporate clients, I feel like they're just like throwing music under and it's like, well, no, there's more of a thought process to it than just throwing music under it. Like we talked about before, but definitely in the case of Broken Lilies, that like every single second of that short film, and it's roughly like eight or nine minutes long, every single second of that short film, we had a conversation or an email at least about what should be happening. At this point, there should be right. silence. Right. At this point, I love what you have for the music here. Let's bring it down maybe like a couple decibels. Like very mm -hmm. little nitpicky things that we discussed. And that takes a lot of time. And I really feel like a lot of people are not aware of that. Right. Yeah. And if you don't spend the time, the film doesn't look right because the people will mm -hmm. subconsciously, I think viewers have watched so many movies and television shows and stuff over the years. They know what things should look like and sound like. And, but they, Chantel's right. They don't have a clue how, right. how long it takes or what goes, what goes on, into, into it. it. Yeah. And that, you know, so I think this whole process, you, you, you hear filmmakers say it all the time. It's really a team effort to, to put it together. And so you have to kind of, that's what's so great about what we have going is we've built this really good team and right. you can trust each other. And it's, you know, I think that's a tough thing because you got to find the right people and then you got to mm -hmm. build the trust from working together. And, and then I think you can have really special projects. And I think that's what happened with Broken Lilies. So it's, it's your show, but I, I do have a curiosity about one more. <laughs> I do have one more question for you, both you guys. It's us. Okay. Like, I mean, you, you, you've known each other for a number of years mm -hmm. now, but how do you, how did you guys build the, the trust between you? So, because, you know, when you're going back and forth, there are times when you say, oh, I don't like this, uh -huh. right. Or whatever. And people can get defensive about that, but I know you guys have worked together for a while now. So how did you build the trust? So you're not offended when one has a different opinion and you can go back and forth and know you're doing it for the betterment of the project. Yeah. Well, I'll go first. Um, I think I take a lot of comfort in knowing that 
Christine and I are very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Like we both want to do a good job. And so I trust her to always want to do the best that she can. And I see her put the effort in and in her emails, even when, because you're really the only person who fights me on things. Like (gasps) nobody else does. So like, (laughs) I see. Is that a good thing? Well, it is. I don't know. It is because it makes me know that you care as much as I do. Because I feel like sometimes when I'm working with Russ on something and I don't agree with him, like I will point it out. So like, um, because I know he trusts me to She's do what so I, shy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he trusts me to like put forth what I think is my best work. So I feel the same about you is when mm-hmm. you kind of uh, counter or question something that I thought, it makes me realize that you care. And that's really important mm-hmm. to me. I think that's how I know I can trust you. And we've been working together for a number of years and it started with smaller projects, like when you would help with our animations over on YouTube. And um, Mm -hmm. I felt like back when we started, I was still learning and growing. And I feel like I got to learn and grow with you, learning how to do all this stuff. So that really helped me to build the trust with you as well. So I'm just very lucky in that regard. Same. Absolutely. And also, I do want to point out that Russ is very, very, very good. Yes. Yeah. You said HR, but you really are good at helping with communication between all of the communicators as well. Especially at the beginning when Chantel Chantel and I didn't know each other well, and I knew I could call you up and we could chat about things and you could explain things. So that was a huge help. You're a huge part of that communication. Yeah. You definitely know us both well enough to know how we need to talk to each other and like how we can get what we both want to happen. Yeah. Well, that, I think that that is my role some, sometimes, I mean, I'm not shy to give you guys my opinion, but on the other hand, I know you, I view you and your roles as the creative experts. So I kind of view like, okay, well, this is my opinion, but then I'm going to defer to you, to you, because, you know, with Chantel's directing, it's her vision. And then when you're doing the music, it's, it, it's your vision. Sometimes I help it, think it helps to maybe make you both think a little bit from a third party right. view. But at the end of the day, it's it's your vision that sort of, you know, takes precedent. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. now if you say if you say I'm going to spend ten thousand more on the project, then we <laughs> might have an issue. <laughs> so. Well, that's where that trust comes in because you trust us that we're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's important. And um, I think that's one of the challenge for the people that are listening, the musicians that are listening, you know, to your podcast it's that's going to be a challenge it's always a challenge is to build the relationship with the the other filmmakers and the team right. that is put together because right. you can't do it you can't do it alone so russ as our master communicator what <laughs> advice do you have that. for us as we build these relationships it's pretty it's pretty simple and that's your you have to be respectful of the people's uh, position and especially initially, you can't get defensive. You need to, to listen because we always think we're, we're right all the time. But I think you have to be respectful of the person that was brought in at that role. And um, neither party can get defensive. I mean, part of the issue, though, is both, both parties have to be that way. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you can't have Absolutely. one party always deferring to the other. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, if they're, they're not that way, it's going to be a, a pretty tough you know, you might have to find a different film group to work with or something yeah. along those lines. But as long as both parties are, are respectful of the ones, understand the role, understand the director's role and the ultimate responsibility they have for producing the production. And then the, on the musician side, the the importance that the uh, person that's uh, composing the music or scoring the production, that they may know how, like you were talking, the, the different parts, the beats will work, what will clash within the film and what, what won't. 
and then come to the best solution. So it's respect and understanding right. each each person's role. Um, at the end of the day, someone has to make a decision, though. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. you kind of have to understand who's in who's in charge ultimately. But the person in charge has to be respectful. Otherwise, why do you have the you know the other person working on the film? And I think that Chantel was very very good. Um, she's very talented artistically but especially in organization and working with other people, being respectful, um, being very clear on expectations and what she wants and um, just very talented. So yeah, that's the advantage that we have is that Chantel is a really talented director. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, you guys. I, know she, I know she gets embarrassed when we say that, but if you don't, if you don't have the creative skills and she has, and it's not that she's just a talented director, but she has a, the visual aspect to sort of to see in her head what needs to be mm-hmm. produced, which will, which is what I think a lot of the great directors right. have. So she's really talented at it. And then you have the ability to hear the music in your head. So <laughs> I'm just very lucky to be just sort of follow along and uh, uh, have you guys as we, we produce these different films. And, you know, we talk about Broken Lilies, but we've been doing this for a number of years now. And so there are a number of animations out there is the film airtight so it's it's not like this is mm-hmm. just overnight or we don't know what we're doing that's the other thing too is you know we haven't really touched on it but you got to stick with it right? yes with filmmaking it's not everything's not going to be a hit everything's not going to work so you really have to have staying power if you're going to be in this business well and don't sell yourself short you're also a master storyteller you haven't really talked about that, Russ, but you are very, very good at writing stories and you know it works and you're not afraid to call either Chantel or myself out if you see something and saying, no, this is dragging or no, this isn't going to work. And you are very, very talented in your own right. Well, thanks. We have very much a mutual admiration society. <laughs> <laughs> so to finish up, if there's a musician out there that says, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to do film and I want to do videos and I want to do things like that. What's something that they can do that would make you take a second look at them? Um, I think there are two routes to approach it. Um, if you're like fresh out of college or you're just, you know, later in life and you're just getting into it and you're trying to figure out how to break into the industry, I think you can either... Focus on the stuff that you want to be doing. So if you want to be composing a certain type of music, um, creating sort of reels with maybe just images that you pull from stock sites to kind of depict stories that you're trying to tell with your music and just, you know, create that stuff for fun. So make the music you want to make with no intention maybe of making money. I mean, if you could make some money or monetize it, that would be great. But just, you know, develop your portfolio, develop the work that you want to do. So hopefully you can seek out potential clients in the future who will pay for that type of work. But also if you're looking for something more immediately, it would be probably trying to get in with a smaller production company um, or even a mid-sized production company that's local to your area, but you could even do work remotely. Like Christine, you don't even live in the same state as us and you do all of our stuff. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be somebody right next door, thankfully, because of technology, but you know, reach out and offer your services if you have music composing skills, if you have sound mixing skills, if you're good with that. I feel like some newer production companies don't prioritize that. And it's definitely something wonderful to outsource. I know when I don't have to think about sound mixing or audio, I feel a great sense of peace. I'm just like, Christine can handle this. And because I trust her, because we've built up a relationship, as we were saying earlier, that trust, um, I know that she's going to do a great job. So yeah, like establish yourself with another company maybe, and just be a good communicator. 
Um, and it doesn't mean constantly like responding to emails, but just, I always feel hesitant working with contractors where I feel like I can't build a connection with them. I just think it's really helpful to build those sorts of relationships so you can trust and be able to work with the people you want to work with. I would agree with everything she said. I mean, it, it's just really hard. I mean, there's a lot of production companies out there, but there's a limited number that are going to hire or prioritize music from a composer standpoint, because you're also competing with a number of streaming services, which, you know, the, a lot of them, especially on the organizational side, will just download right. the music. That's why you, you can often see, even even in big budget production commercials you see on television, you'll we, we listen to so much music, we go, oh, I recognize that. I know where that one was downloaded from. <laughs> so, but you just have to be tenacious and don't don't give up. And like Chantel said, if you can create some kind of body of work, because the, the biggest thing is that, you know, if Chantel's hiring you or if if I'm going to recommend to Chantel that she hire someone or bring it in, that I have to trust that you can actually do the job and do it efficiently because we don't have time right. to train. We're, yeah. we're always on a timeline and we just need to know that if we need music for something, you're going to be able to, to score it in the time frame that we need. And it's, right. it's a big financial risk for us if you can't. So... Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have the the background and the training, which I, you know, that goes kind of unsaid and then put something together that you can show the production company that you can actually do what they, what they are looking for. But it, but it is hard because honestly, we get, we, we get unsolicited emails from, from lots of people that want different, different type of jobs. And so there has to be something that stands out and there has to be, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but there's a little bit of a luck component that you know, you're, yeah. you're reaching out at the same time that the production company needs your service, you know? Yes, that's helped many of people yes. who've <laughs> <You> just <laughs> contacted us. Right place at right time. Well, that just goes, goes yep. with the uh, don't give up right. because if they don't call you back for one project, they may need you three or four months down the road. So yep. just keep trying. I just want to say don't give up because music is so important. And I think it's an undervalued, it's not undervalued mm-hmm. on the theatrical side, you know, you, but it, Mm-hmm. But where there's a lot more business and work is just the short corporate commercial organizational stuff, especially with the value of videos mm-hmm. on the web these days. Exactly. Yep. Well, thank you both. Thank you both for your time and your expertise and sharing all of this and all of those great compliments. You made me feel so good about myself. <laughs> My head's a little bit too big now. It's well deserved. <laughs> No, but you guys are wonderful. I love, love, love working with you. And thanks so much, guys. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Musicians vs. the World is a production of Frosted Lens Entertainment in conjunction with Smith Sound Music. A very special thanks to Chantel Todd and Russ Wilkes for sharing their time and expertise with us today. You can learn more about RPR Studios and the work they do on their website, rprstudios.media. You can find out more about Frosted Lens Entertainment at our website, frostedlens.com. And while you're there, go ahead and check out Musicians vs. the World and find all of our old episodes and sign up for newsletter emails. The music you've heard today are snippets from all of the films and animations that we mentioned in the interview today. If you'd like to watch the entire short film, Broken Lilies, it is currently streaming on discover.film. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to follow us so you don't miss out on any future conversations. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss, or if you have any stories that you'd like to share, come and chat with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can send us an email at info at Thanks so much. <laughs>